Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold. Obviously with my awesome co-host, Alan Witch. Alan, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You know, it's interesting. You know, we all have challenges in life, and I certainly got whacked with one as we talked about earlier, Alan. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny how, you know, as you start to learn how to deal with challenges, because they are going to come up, folks. I mean, we all have them, um, different ones for different folks. But, you know, point being is this one particularly for me is, was one that I had to stand back, look at it, and um, and breathe. And I did something our friend uh, Eleni taught us was write it on a note leave it on my dresser and let it deal with itself because I just don't have the time and energy to put into something like that. Um, in fact, when I did that, I woke up empowered, fired up and knew that I was in control, not this issue and this challenge. So that's how I feel today, Alan. I've just given you the background. That's fantastic. You know, it reminds me of the uh, old arcade game, Whack-A-Mole. And you whack enough moles and you get a lot of tickets. <laughs> well, I certainly whacked that mole, I tell you that. And uh, anyway, I feel great and I got it off my chest and everything is fantastic. So we have a really, really cool guest here today. And I can tell you, um, without doubt, there's a lot of nuggets and a lot of you know amazing uh, parts of this gentleman that you guys are going to just love. And he's, you know, listen, he's, I'm going to, you know, obviously Alan's going to give the, the unique pleasure of, uh, you know, introducing him. But listen, this guy has a huge heart and there's a reason. And when you hear his story, um, I know that you guys are all going to just fall in love with this guy as well. So without further ado, Alan, bring us, uh, bring our guest on. Hey, thanks, Chris. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, kind of kind of biased here because this gentleman is a an author in the same book series that I'm in and uh I think that's fantastic that's how we met and uh, we've been talking uh, back and forth and doing a few things back and forth and he's been on a number of shows and I'm glad we we're able to get him on ours I mean he's got a real uh unique life history he's an author professional author he's a uh, uh, professional uh NLP practitioner He's been interviewed by numbers of organizations. He's got a children's book, and he's also been navigating some uh, physical um, challenges that I can totally relate to. And uh, there are things that that are affecting his everyday life, and I want I want to hear how he navigates that, and what kind of a role that's playing, and and then what kind of a gift that's been because of what he's been able to do with that to the uh, the general public and their greater good, well outside of just his personal and professional drip line. So without further ado, I'm really excited to have uh, Lucas Robach in the house. Lucas, welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast show. Lucas is in the house. Uh, hello. Thank you very much, Alan and Chris. I appreciate this. 
Well, we appreciate you, my friend, and you've got a lot going on. So I just want to jump right into it. And you've got a lot to share and you've got a, you know, certainly a big heart. And it shows in, you know, everything that you have in your website, which will definitely direct people to. And I think you have to get his newsletter. You have to read the books that he's, uh, you know, that he has because it, it's just going to change your life, especially when you know where he comes from and, and what he's up to. But um, let's get into that. You know, I, I know <laughs> while striving for excellence, Lucas makes a positive impact on your mental and emotional well-being by empowering a new transformational perspective, and he has amazing things to share with you. So, Lucas, let's just get right into it. Tell us where you've come from, your journey along the way, where you are, and most importantly, what that vision looks like going forward. All right. Well, I went to college and I graduated in 2008 with a degree in flight operations. And if uh, you guys remember back to May 2008, obviously it's really ingrained in my mind. But that was the, the exact month where all the airlines started laying pilots off left and right. And I didn't have this diehard passion to be an airline pilot. So instead of applying for airline jobs, what I did was I applied for 501c3 status. It Forming a nonprofit was an idea that was inspired in a college class a year before, and I was thinking about it and writing papers on it and talking with different professors and students and just really formulating the idea. And after I graduated, I just decided that uh, why waste my time trying to get a job that I'm not going to get when I can apply for 501c3 status. So I did that. And then after I sent in the paperwork, that's when I really started to, uh, I was lost, essentially. I started to get a ton of different jobs is any kind of job I could get. I would, I would get, I had more jobs in five years than I could even uh, think back on. And when I started the nonprofit, the initial mission was to help working families pay their children's medical bills and insurance deductibles, which they couldn't afford. And we've helped out multiple families over the, like the first five, six years of that. And then after after a while of uh, being in a lot of different careers, I, a lot of people were telling me that I was a, I'm a great teacher, that I'm very good with, uh, with getting the point across, explaining things multiple different ways. So I thought, okay, well, I'll just go be a teacher. I went back to school to get my teaching certificate. I got a substitute teacher job and a tutoring job at a local high school, started doing that. And then after, I'd say about a year, maybe two years of it, I realized that teaching, at least teaching in the education system, is not for me. I understand that there's tons of people out there like that is their passion. That's their diehard passion. That's exactly what they want to do and they thrive in it. Me, I thought that's what I wanted to do. But once I dove into it, I realized firsthand that that is not what I wanted to do. And I became, once again, lost. And that's when I sat, I was... uh, I got lucky enough to sit down with a local life coach. I never even heard of what life coaching was at the time. And he just pretty much explained what life coaching was. He does a grief coaching. And then I started doing a lot of uh, research into all the different types of life coaches that there are. And I was shocked at how many different types of coachings and different types of trainings there were. I ended up taking an academic life coaching training because I was in the academic setting. I thought that would just be perfect. It would go hand in hand. And then after some time, that's when I realized that really being in the the education system truly, truly was not for me. And that's, 
essentially the same time where I got my NLP practitioner certification. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's the language of the mind to successfully achieve concise results. It's also the study of success and how to emulate it. And so being the being an NLP practitioner, I started to really change the whole practice where instead of just focusing on uh, working with uh, teenage students, I was just pulling in a lot of different clients. And then one day I just uh, lost function on the left side of my body. And I went into, it. well, it took about two weeks of not being able to feel the left side of my body. I thought my body was like my car, where if you keep driving it, sooner or later, it's just going to fix itself. And so... <laughs> I had one of those cars. <laughs> yeah. I, I did too. I had a, I had a few of those cars. <laughs> yeah, I, I love my car. It just, for some reason, it just somehow keeps fixing itself. And so I thought my body was the exact way. Uh, so I go into the to the emergency room at a hospital in Milwaukee, and they essentially gave me the diagnosis right away, but they wanted to do more tests and kept me there for a few days, and lumbar puncture, MRIs, uh, about 50 different blood tests, and then they finally confirmed it that I do have multiple sclerosis. Uh, a lot of people were telling me that I was having a stroke because it was just affecting one side of my body, but obviously a stroke doesn't last as long as, long as it was lasting. And when I got that diagnosis, it really wasn't a, uh, like a devastating thing. I, didn't, I haven't seen myself as a victim. I still don't see myself as a victim of it. it was, I've told people many times that when the, these neurologists walked in, they walked in with holding a silver platter with my life purpose right on that platter. And it was a very empowering situation for me to be sitting in this, <laughs> to be sitting in this room for 72 hours, not really having too many uh, visitors because I didn't tell many people that I was in there until uh, somebody put a Facebook post out there. But during that time, that's when I started to do a lot of uh, research on how to successfully live with MS because I didn't even know what MS was, and I started researching what it was, and after reading the first two sentences in Wikipedia, I decided that I'm no longer going to learn about the disease. I want to learn how to successfully live with it. And what that all boiled down to was everything that I know I should be doing, but I wasn't doing at the time. And it's just all about, uh, like, exercise, good eating, good diet, uh, positive thinking, just everything that uh, everybody should be doing in order to live a healthy, successful life is now pretty much uh, my prescription. And I was excited about that. I was like, oh, now I do have a reason to exercise. I do have a reason to eat healthier, even though I still have this dire love for pizza <laughs> ouch yes. we we did laugh about that earlier that's why i had well, to chuckle <laughs> and that's well, why i brought it up there <laughs> but so after a couple of weeks of even more research what it it was really easy to find a need to shift the charity the charity is called melody of life foundation so after some research, it was really easy to find a need that we were able to fill, and that's to offer proven and recommended treatment, which insurance doesn't cover for people with MS. 
And so that includes acupuncture, vitamins, massages, yoga, uh, mindfulness, positive thinking. So you got Tai Chi classes in there as well as meditation and just even even reading a book. My my great grandma lived to 103 years old and she would read more books in a week than some people would in their entire life. And the reason why, like she was she was sharp until her last breath. And great just by reading, yep, my great grandma, she at 103, she passed away. And wow. And we would say like, just, it was very easy to talk with her because she read so much that she was so sharp. So just by reading alone, that can increase your, at least your mental health. Obviously, it all depends on what you're putting into what, what you are reading. Uh, but so we uh, shifted over the mission of the charity to benefit people with MS. And now what we're doing is we're working on uh, creating an online program to share wisdom and knowledge, tips, techniques for people with chronic illnesses so that they're they can begin improving their life spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And the reason why it's not just MS, it's chronic illnesses, is because there's a lot of, uh, there's multiple contributors that have fibromyalgia, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and a whole other uh, bunch of acronyms that are out there for diseases. And I didn't really want to just target people with MS because people with just a chronic illness in general, we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to gain better health in any in some regard. And our next board meeting, that's when I'm going to be bringing it up to open it up from taking it from MS to chronic illnesses. That's amazing. Amazing. And, you know, you know, my friend, I was drawn into your story and there's a couple of things that jumped out and I'm going to share them from my perspective so that the audience probably heard or maybe didn't hear some of the things that uh, you had mentioned. You successfully live with MS because you studied how to do that rather than understand the disease. You wanted to learn how knowing that you have it, what you can do about it in a positive way. Now, that, my friend, I commend you absolutely on because think about it. You know, everybody out there that's listening today or tomorrow, you know, on this show, we all are faced, and we talked about this opening up, challenges in life. But instead of looking at, you know, the challenge as being what it is, and maybe, you know, a lot of times we're drawn to the negative side of things, imagine if you just move that focus to the positive and then realized that your mind, as powerful as it is, can create, and I'll use Lucas as a great example, something that can actually go out there not only and help himself, which he certainly is doing, and I'm grateful for that, but something that he can positively affect others by sharing the story. And, you know, Lucas, I commend you, my friend. That was an, that was an awesome opening. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, Lucas, I have to kind of reiterate what um, uh, Chris just said, is that, you know, coming from that 
perspective myself with congenital heart disease, it is there comes a time in your life where you say enough is enough or some other word or, uh, you know, aha moment. And you go, okay, well, now how can I not only live with this, but how can I thrive with that? And that's honorable to do because a lot of people never do get to that point. And I guess that could probably be carried, that philosophy could be carried over into business and other parts of your life as well, is to not dwell on the, uh, the challenges and what brings you down. Understand them, know their, uh, their impact, uh, know the kind of um, uh, resources that it's going to take to deal with that, but then, you know, switch that energy and put it towards not necessarily just something that maybe is going to eliminate the issue because chances are somebody that's got a chronic issue, it's not going to be eliminated. But how can you take where you're at and then, uh, you know, take that energy and that knowledge and that passion and direct it towards the uh, the good of others? And, uh, you know, that's admirable. So I, you know, I really acknowledge you for that. And I guess a, a question that I've got in a along that line because you are helping so many people, how are you focusing or what is your kind of paint a picture for me, if you will, of the target market demographic that you want to serve with you, that you want to reach? What are the, what does that look like? Uh, that I want to reach with what in regards that online program that I was briefly mentioned? In, in regards to the mission, your mission, your purpose of, of why you're here. That brought, that opens it up a little bit more, but uh, the main people that I'm really focusing and targeting is people with chronic illnesses. That's number one, as well as people that know that there's something more in life, but they don't know what it is. They don't know how to get it, that they're not living their passions and they don't know what their life purpose is. They're not uh, pursuing any goals. They're pretty much doing what what society expects of them, which is just go to a nine to five job and then do whatever outside of work or even get that second, third, fourth job so that you can barely make ends meet. It's finding those people to rekindle those lost passions because it's not about finding your passions. You already know what your passions are. They just might have been snuffed out by what's termed as a dream stealer because they might have said something negative to you along the way. And all of a sudden that passion that you had is no longer uh, uh, burning inside of you because you're maybe self-conscious about it. So it's rekindling those passions and then discovering your purpose. It's not about creating your purpose or uh, just making up a purpose. It's discovering who it is that you truly are, what your purpose is in life, and to start going off and uh, pursuing that through goal setting. Uh, Dr. Patrick Hill and uh, Dr. Nicholas Toriano, I can't remember what university uh, they did this research at, but it was a 14-year study on life purpose. If you have a life purpose, what how will that affect you? So if you have a purpose, what they came up with is that you're going to live a happier, healthier, more fulfilled, and a longer life when you have when you know your purpose. Uh, obviously, out of the out of a 14 year study, it's inevitable that some people will pass away either through accidents or just uh, natural causes. And out of that 14 years, out of all the people that passed away, the only people that didn't make it to the end of the study were people that showed a low sense of purpose in life. Hmm. It didn't matter their age, their race, their gender, or their creed, or anything like that. 
all what they found is that if you don't have a life purpose, if you're not moving towards something bigger than yourself, you might not make it to the end of the study. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's a <laughs> that's a some stats that you don't really probably get access to unless you do something of longevity like that where you track and you follow and I know that um, you know the physicians that I'm associated with have done that and, and I've been part of those studies and you're right those those it's amazing to see the results uh, that people have based on um, life habits regardless of uh, you know what they came into the study with it's their their whole outlook if you will on how they approach their day and uh, it sounds like that was uh, also a, a very big eye opener in that study that, that you're that you're talking about. Yeah, it's just what goes on in, internally inside your mind that has an enormous impact on your health and the world around you that you create. And so it's like if your thoughts are that powerful, why aren't people thinking about thinking more often? Thinking about thinking. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool term. I like that. Yeah, I do I didn't too. come up with it. That's not <laughs> my term. I think I, I can't remember exactly who I heard it from, but I'm going to uh, cite Bob Proctor as the person yeah. I got it from. <laughs> sure. Yeah. sure. I know yeah. that he talks about it, but I'm not sure if that's where I got it from. Yeah. Thinking about thinking, thinking. and, you know, absolutely, I'm a big believer that we have the answers if you just take the time to ponder and think. And, you know, unfortunately, we're emotional beings and that emotion can take over. So therefore, your reaction is, you know, generally uh, to the emotional aspect rather than the mindful aspect. And, you know, for me, um, that was a that was a light bulb, you know, way back when I learned the concept of, you know, using the mind, you know, we are creators. And using the mind to create and then living, you know, life towards that knowing that, hey, listen, everything along that journey needs to be viewed as a positive, because if I think negatively, I'm going to get a negative result. I mean, that sounds in theory, um, you know, what we should be doing, but unfortunately, we've never been taught that. So we're always drawn back to that habitual, you know, rhythm that we get on that, hey, uh, something happened, so we got to react emotionally. And, um, you know, this is how I'm going to react, because this is how I always reacted. And this is what I did as a kid, I screamed and I cried and, you know, everything else. Uh, where I buy you, you screamed and cried as a kid. Oh, yeah. And I have, you know, I have kids and I know I have four kids, so I know exactly <laughs> what that means. <laughs> However, we're all going to do that as children. But, you know, when I started having children and thinking about the thought of having children, I had, you know, my first boy really young. These are the types of things that I wanted to teach him along the way is that if you take one breath, that can make all the difference in your next response. And it now leaves the, let's call it the limbic region of your brain where you're reactive. And it goes back into the thought base and you're allowed to now look at it from a subjective standpoint. And, you know, that changes everything, just that little moment of time. And um, it's so amazing. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, um, uh, Lucas, listen. I want to talk about your book. Uh, you've got a couple of books, and let's uh, let's jump into that. You have a children's book, so let's open up with "I Am" because it's really cool. I love the you know I love the front cover. Uh, and by the way, everybody, Lucas Roback, uh, L U C A S 
R-O-B-A-K.com. And as you're listening to this, go check it out because uh, obviously we have more of the show going on. But I Am is a book that you did for children. And then, of course, you were in the Change series, and I'd like to talk about both of those. So, Lucas, take us away on the journey of writing your books, and what is it all about? Uh, the first book is uh, I Am Children's Book for Positive Thinkers, and that was I started writing that in 2013, but I really can't say I started writing it because if you open it up, it's maybe 30 or 40 words total, so it really didn't take long to write it. But it, what what the, the idea came when I was reading a book to one of my friend's kids, and after a couple of pages, I started laughing, and I, I even told uh, – his name is uh, Kellen. I told Kellen, it's just like, hey, Kellen, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a kid's book because this is so easy. It's like when you open up any children's book, it's so basic and simple. I just thought like, well, if these authors can do it, I can do it too. Sure. And that's exactly the mentality that I have. It's like, this is so simple. I can do this. And so I, but it was a matter of how to come up with a children's book that supports what it is that I was doing. Uh, I wasn't an NLP practitioner at the time. I knew about NLP. I was a life coach. I was still uh, substituting and teaching, uh, tutoring at the time. So I was like, how can I come up with a book? And after a while, all of a sudden, like, it just came up that I was on a, a website designed for adults, which was giving really simple, basic affirmations where it's, I am smart, I am beautiful, I, and all these other different, uh, different affirmations. I, I figured, why are we giving this to, our, to adults when we should be giving it to kids? So that Perfect. when they become adults, they don't really need, need these websites as much as the adults do right now. And then I started to, uh, I realized that I was not a, an artist by any means I can't draw and so I went on Craigslist and I started looking uh, uh, I put a couple ads out there looking for uh, children artists and I even put children's artists for a children's book I said children multiple times <laughs> multiple times and yet these uh, some people would send in amazing artwork stuff that I never would be able to draw in my life even if I traced it but it wasn't for children. It was a lot of uh, gothic artwork and very dark, violent art artwork that was just spectacular. But it wasn't for a kid. And I was after a few weeks and hundreds of uh, submissions that people were sending in, I was finally starting to get a little frustrated. And then uh, I put out one more ad in hopes that it, it would reach somebody that would be a good artist. And that was the ad that got the uh, the artist that. Uh, drew everything in that book. Uh, so what the book is, it's all about, uh, there's a lot of research out there with, in terms of uh, like growing up and creating the, your perception and paradigm about the world. And what they say is, it all depends on the research that you read. So it it's all depends uh, uh, from the ages of three years old to seven years old. Within that time range, that's when your perception of the world is set. That is you. Now, granted, you're, you are able to change that with a lot of work later on in life. But by the time you reach seven years old, that's your perception of the world. And then there was another study that says that before you even reach 18 years old, 
You're going to be told over 17,000 times that you can't do this. You can't do that. Don't do this. That's a stupid idea. Why would you do that? And a bunch of other limiting negative phrases from uh, just everybody around you. So 17,000 times you're going to be told something negative before you reach 18. And with just with those two studies alone, that was the premise of this children's book, was to create something so that you're able to set a positive uh, perception of, of your child before they reach that pinnacle age of seven years old, and so that they're strong, mentally and emotionally strong enough to make it to 18 years old and still have that fire, that those passions still lit up inside of them without being snuffed out by those dream stealers out there. Dream stealers. And certainly there are enough of those out there. Um, in fact, I'm launching my book, and Alan uh, actually talked about that, and he's doing such a great job. So I'm going to give him some kudos there. He's such a great advocate of uh, everything I do, and I appreciate that, Alan. Uh, no, but, but, but you put you know uh, one comment that you just mentioned is there there are people that are you know definitely can uh, eat away at your dreams by just uh, you know offering up their opinion, and exactly. I think that allow um, actually prevents so many people to follow something that they know unequivocally in their heart they want to do. They have such a draw and a pull towards it, but they just give up in their tracks because someone said, you know, like to your point, you can't do that. It won't work. Are you crazy? Why don't you stay where you're at? You're going to be better off. You know, all these things. And, you know, we all have gone through that. And as being an entrepreneur or someone like ourselves, and for those who are on the call and listening uh, or on the show and listening right now, I mean, there's a lot of those, but there's also people that are contemplating, you know, doing something or having a dream and following something. And this is for you guys. This is to know that unequivocally, and maybe you should pick up that book because <laughs> even though it's written for children, uh, I think we all need to be reminded of those things, uh, you know, as we go. So, you know, Lucas, thank you for doing that. I agree 100% with everything that uh, you just mentioned, and uh, you've got some wisdom well beyond your years, and for good reason. Um, you, you, you know, you, you put yourself um, in a thought process, and, and you use your mind to, uh, to create the things. Now, tell us about your next book, The Change. Hey, hey, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Alan, yeah, yes. I'm going to interject something Absolutely. here. Um, uh, well, first off, I know that uh, I, Chris and I are each going to buy the book, and we'd like to have you sign it first off. I hope, I hope that you would do that. And second, um, I'm going to stick my neck out here. We've got a, a portion of, of or, or a piece of our company, uh, well, a number of pieces, and one of those is uh, Be Bold, uh, Think Bold Kids. And we don't talk a lot about that because we're just in the development uh, uh, f uh, pieces and, and, and foundation of that. But uh, we've got a few other uh, authors and, and folks that have been on this show, guests, experts that have been on the show that would like to contribute to another type of book that we're going to put together. And we'd sure love to have you as part of that. Is that something you'd be interested in? I know it puts you on the spot, but hey, you know, that's me. <laughs> interested in it? Yes. Honored? <laughs> Unbelievably honored that you just asked. <laughs> well, that, that's great. I'd be great. more than happy to be a part of that. That would be fantastic. 
Um, so Alan, I mean, it was, it was, it was your, it was your go anyway. So, you know, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, well, actually just one second, because we were, we're going to talk about the change and I, the I change, know that's, yeah. um, what, you know, one book that you, uh, co-authored, uh, Lucas with some others and tell us about that journey and what you wrote about in that book. Uh, uh, well, I was in book one of the change as of right now. Uh, I believe that there's the 10th book is going to be released fairly shortly. So there's 10 books out. I was in book one. My chapter was entitled only good can come from this. Ah, love it. And it's about my story of being diagnosed with MS. And I pull in a lot of uh, inspirational quotes as well as uh, some research studies and other examples from other people at how they were able to take a horrible situation and see the good in it. Granted, some people might take, a few minutes, a few months, a couple decades before they actually see the good in that horrible situation. Uh, me, I guess I'm a little different because I instantly saw the good that came out of me being diagnosed with MS. Uh, one of the things that, well, the couple of examples that I really put out there that I love talking about is Candy Lightner. I'm not sure if you've heard of her before, but her daughter was killed by a drunk driver many years ago. And what came out of that was mothers against drunk driving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she took just a, one of the, the worst thing that could ever happen to a parent. Absolutely. And if she, if, if her daughter wasn't killed by a drunk driver, who knows what the drunk driving laws would be. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it's one of the people here love driving drunk. And even the law, the laws are getting more more and more strict, but they wouldn't be as strict as they are if it wasn't for Candy and her daughter. And so when you see the good that can come out of just wicked situations, that's when you get that purpose. You're able to move forward with something. In one of my trainings with the Empowerment Partnership, Dr. Matthew James, when I was getting uh, certified to be a master NLP practitioner, he was talking about the definitions, well, his own definitions of empowerment and the definition of guilt. When you learn something new, when something new happens, like being diagnosed with some, with any disease or illness for that matter, when you learn something new, you can apply it to the past and get that guilty feeling. It's not a, it's a, it might not be guilt, it might be hurt, it might be frustration or whatever that may be, but it's a negative feeling that you're applying it to the past. Empowerment is when you take that new learning and you apply it to the future to move forward with that, to change your life for the better. Like when something happens, you learn what you did right, what you did wrong, how you can do it better next time. And then you make adjustments and move forward. You don't just sit there and cry about, oh, I wanted to raise $100,000 this fundraiser. I only raised $90,000. i am going to cry about it. It's like, no, you celebrate that because you at least raised a couple pennies. And then you apply those learnings that you learned. It's like, how can I do this differently so that I can get that extra $10,000? And then you apply that to the future. It's all about celebrating those small little successes along the way. I couldn't agree more. 
Thank you for uh, thank you for sharing that process and walking people, including ourselves, through that because um, you know it's certainly uh, something that I prescribe to and, and believe in that you know you have to walk as far as you can see and you'll see a little further. To quote um, you know our friend Zig and in, in not getting the quote exactly the same, but I you know certainly believe in that. Uh, Alan, um, I know you're itching. Uh, you've got some more things, and uh, man, we could talk all day because I love this. And uh, Lucas, you're awesome, my friend. And listen, we want to get you back on the show for sure this year. This is just a start for uh, for you and and being part of our uh, part of our you know alumni. So thank you, um, Alan. Take us away. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Hey, uh, Lucas, uh, kudos to all that you're doing, especially with. Uh, especially with kids. I think that's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I say that a lot. I say that word fantastic a lot, but, uh, I really do, uh, mean that for every, uh, uh, piece of what that, every value that word has, whatever, uh, you know, value might put on it. Um, kids are the future. And I know that's a, you know, an old phrase too, but it's something that's so common that oftentimes we pass by and, uh, we don't, we don't apply it. And, um, that's uh i'm glad that you are memorializing that and bring it to light now you also had something on uh twitter the other day and we talked about this a little bit before the show and we kind of cut ourselves off because we want to get it on the show and um you were you had the distinct pleasure of uh of being up in front of a large uh contingent of um ladies tell us a little bit about that experience uh, who you met with and uh, what you got from that Oh, when I, uh, it was actually just, uh, yesterday is, is when it happened. I went to a convent of retired nuns and I spoke on the power of the mind. I gave them my story. I talked a little bit about NLP, about the children's book as, as well as the, the change and just a lot of different things along the way. And Afterwards, when I started to sign sign their books, that's when they would come up to me with their own stories, and it was a very humble, humbling experience because I felt like I shouldn't have been up there with the microphone. I should have been in the seats listening to them up there talk, because just their experiences and everything that they went through, they they seen that they heard of, whatever that may be. I've learned a lot just from hearing them tell me their quick, brief stories, whether if it's uh, through the kids that they helped in Guatemala or Nepal or uh, in other countries where there's people with chronic illnesses as well, but they don't have Western medicine, but yet they're happier and healthier than Americans are. And so it's, it's really cool just the things that they've done because sometimes uh, – so, some of these women were actually like their best option was to join the convent and become a nun because maybe just their family wasn't uh, wasn't able to afford to raise them. So the best thing back in the early 1900s, and it was just a matter of let's just join the convent. So they were in the uh, they were a nun essentially almost their entire life and. They've traveled the entire world, and everybody has a whole different story on how they ended up at this particular convent. And it was just, I learned a lot from them that it's just, the main thing that I took away was forgiveness, the power of forgiveness and gratitude, to be thankful for what you have and to do the best, the, the best you can with what you have. 
Wow. Power, forgiveness, and gratitude. That's a um, very humbling. I mean, I, I talk about that a lot. And I know that's a, a, a big deal. But you're talking about a, a, a whole room of people that are not only service mindset, but are in the, the position of being humble servants to the masses for their entire life. And what an honor it is to be in a room of uh, folks that uh, have spent their life in service of others. Yeah, whether you're religious or not, just to be with that type of group of people that are just essentially all just altruistic to the core, it's unbelievable just to talk with them and get to know them a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. I encourage everybody to check out uh, the photo that uh, Lucas put on um, his Twitter page. It's awesome. I mean, you talk about light beaming from all these ladies' faces. It's fantastic. I love it. Check them out. Um, when uh, what's your what's your Twitter handle, Lucas? I'm scrambling here because I don't have it. Lucas J. Roback. Got it. Yep. So if Lucas you see J. a Roback. A picture with a uh, a purple box around it. That's me. Super, super. Hey, I want to um, kind of go back a little bit to your workshops, and you've got a a title here that I think is really cool. I know you're a workshop facilitator, but you, uh, you've got a phrase here that says "awakening mindful skill sets." I'm a new guy. Let's just say I'm a new client, and I and I want to be involved. I've heard about you. I've been referred to you. You you you've done some great things for my friends and so forth. Tell me a little bit about what awakening mindful skill sets is all about. Awakening mindful skill sets is actually a company name, and they do workshops. Uh, the workshops that we do is all about awakening mindful skill sets. So the mindful skill sets that. Uh, you're able to learn and take away and actually instantly apply yourself that they all derives from NLP. And it's all about uh, how you're able to use your mind to be able to change your entire world around you, whether if it's your uh, belief systems where, because Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. I truly believe that. So if you don't believe that you can do something, but you have that desire to do it, there's techniques and a way to change your beliefs so that you do believe that you're able to go off and do whatever it is that you wanted to do. Uh, there's ways to elicit your emotions instantaneously. Just whatever emotion that you want, it's called that's that's an anchor. It's a simple resource anchor. So if you want to be, if you're, if you don't have a good balance between your work and home life. You don't want to bring your work home and you don't want to take your home to work. So it's a matter of having that two different mindsets, the t mentality mm -hmm. when you go into each one, you're able to uh, bring bring out the confidence, instant, instant confidence and energy when you do a presentation at work. And then if you want to relax, there's you're able to create an anchor to relax and calm down to be with your uh, spouse and your kids and whatever else that you may be doing. Um, you're able to change your perception on inanimate objects as well as just regular ob objects to be able to uh, look at it differently to be able to empower you to move forward. You can uh, release negative emotions, anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt, anxiety. You know, 
all of those are negative emotions, even positive emotions. They're just a figment of our imagination. They're not real. It's a metaphysical thing where uh, they just don't exist. They're an illusion that we created in our imagination. Uh, according to the book, A Course in Miracles, the only true, genuine emotion that there is, is love. Everything else is just imaginary. So when you go, like, uh, we go into a same situation, me, me, Alan, and Chris are in the exact same situation, same, same room, everything like that, Alan gets scared. Chris is, Chris is just filled with anxiety, and... I'm thinking it's hilarious. I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy that's hilarious. Wait a second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what what negative emotion do you want to have? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. We just needed to interrupt there, of course. Um, Go ahead. That's that's fine. I was just pulling negative emotions out and just throwing them out there. But so Alan's scared. So I have anxiety, and you I'm think crying, it's so and, and, and you it, think it's great. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, okay. crying and just super sad, whatever it may be. But we're in the exact same situation. We're getting the exact same stimulus that's around us. But yet, each one of us is experiencing a completely different emotion. Why is that? That's because of our past and how we're applying our past learnings to our present situation. And that's from the perception. You're able to change that so that when you go into those situations again, rather than experiencing that fear, anxiety, or whatever it may be, that it's obviously it's not going to be like hilarious, but it's not going to be as intense to where it'll be debilitating. Because if you talk to any soldier, whether they're Marine, Army, Navy, Air Force, if if your partner or buddy next to you is filled with fear you'd rather have them not go with you because somebody that's filled with fear is going to make a lot of mistakes they're going to right pretty much create more dangerous situations somebody that has anger it's the american heart association link that number one cause of uh, death is heart disease and anger causes heart disease plus when you're angry you're not able to, that's one of the most powerful emotions that there are. Uh, so when, when I say powerful, the most powerful negative emotion, it, over, it overlaps everything else. So if there's something that you need to learn from a certain situation, like when I was talking about, uh, I didn't really call it debriefing, but it's like, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? How did I do? How can I do it better next time? And a whole list of other questions. You wouldn't, because you're angry, you wouldn't be able to, Think of anything else other than focusing on your rage towards whatever it is that you have. Makes sense. And so you're you're able to release negative emotions li- literally instantaneously. And there's a lot of other uh, NLP practitioners that were trained from uh, that have what's called mental and emotional release or time empowerment therapy. And there's a uh, Uh, multiple NLP practitioners that are trained in that who are also co-authors in the change series, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. cool. And we started talking, it was like people from all over the world where got trained from uh, the same, essentially like the same people. Wow. Have you spent any time with Eleni? 
I don't believe I have. Yeah, you need to check out with with Eleni uh, know She's uh, does the same kind of thing. Um, that 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 sounded really odd. The same kind of thing. No, she's a <laughs> professional in it, just like you are, and very much into educating uh, children from uh, you know early on. And I really encourage the two of you to connect. And as, and as a matter of fact, we'll co- we'll connect you guys for sure um, uh, off off camera here, so to speak. And um, yeah, I think that would be awesome talking about uh, networking and uh, putting things together with with folks that have uh, similar backgrounds and similar passions. Would be uh, great. But anyway, yeah, she's um, right up uh, right up your support alley. I think it would be great a great connection for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and we have um, we have uh, actually someone else coming on uh, who practices NLP um, and hypnosis as a teacher. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have a great group of people that are uh, going to be co-creators in a lot of things that are going on. So thank you uh, for filling in some of those amazing amazing stats along with some great information to take. You know, like heart disease being caused by anger. You know. That's something you don't really step back and think about is, you know, what are the root causes to some of the things that happen to people, you know, you know, from a physical standpoint, um, through emotions. And, you know, thanks for sharing that uh, story um, about our, you know, uh, ability to go into a room with different emotions based on our past learnings and creating them in the exact same, you know, present experience, you know, makes you step back and think about and look at your life and, and, and really take responsibility at that moment to say, am I recreating something based on what I felt before? And how can I perhaps look at this slightly different and wow you are uh, first of all a wealth of knowledge thank you for sharing that and as we're you know coming along to the end of uh, our show and and i can't even believe it because all i've been doing is writing notes and think you know taking uh, uh good stock of what's going on here but you know <clears throat> i want you to have an opportunity to tell people how, how do they work with you lucas because i truly believe that you know, getting this show out there is not only going to do great things um, from the information in it, but the opportunity to work with a person like you, I think would be an extraordinary um, honor as well as uh, an absolute incredible experience because of the things that you can provide them to help them. Because just in this short uh, interview, there's certainly things that have popped out and actually reminded me about what I could be working on. So, you know, how do they, uh, how do they contact you? What's the best way? What, what, you know, how do you, how do you want to interact with uh, the audience? Uh, the best way to contact me is just by going to my website, lucasroback.com, and then clicking the contact and filling out the form from there. Let me know that you've uh, heard me on Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'll give you a discount. Oh, there you go. Wow, sweet. I love the that. The Think Bold, Be Bold discount. The Think That's Bold, awesome. Be Bold discount. Wow. that. Hey, listen, folks, take advantage of it. I, I Actually, I've been doing NLP with my practitioner for 10 years. I, I'm going to call him right now and see if he'll take the Think Bold, Be Bold discount. he should if he was bold he would he would yes that is true so anyway alan uh let's uh we have room for another question and then uh we're going to take things away and and you know lucas you're amazing 
Thank Lucas, you. you've you've offered so much wisdom today, not only perspective, but results as well. And uh, how you got there and, and kind of a, you know, a, a drop your pants perspective, if you will, on uh, life and the challenge and then, you know, how you you directed yourself and how you help others direct themselves to what is new and creative and something in the future as opposed to dwelling in the past. With all that in mind, and you may have already answered this next question, and that's totally okay to, to be a repeat, but we always like to leave our listeners with uh, something we call one bold move. And with that in mind, what one bold move would you like to leave our uh, listener base with today? Well, the bold move that I've been... Uh thinking of is to have it is an internal process and choose to make a decision. That's essentially what I would consider a bold move because most people allow other people to make the decisions for them or do what's expected of them. But when you choose to make a decision, so you're choosing to make a decision and then you make the decision. Once you make the decision, now it's a matter of taking action, enforcing your boundaries, maintaining focus, and going and fulfilling, uh, not fulfilling, but aligning your life with that decision that you just made. Because some people will say, oh yeah, they'll, they'll choose to lose weight, but they didn't make the decision to lose weight because they're actually gaining weight, or they're still not working out and eating pizza. Uh, but it's all about choosing to make the decision, making that decision, taking action, enforcing your boundaries so that you don't allow outside circumstances to uh, rain on your parade, and then you maintain focus with the direction that you're going. Perfect. That's awesome. Beautifully put. Well said. Beautifully put. Well said. Thank you. Well, I hate for this to end because this is just amazing. Thank you for giving me a session within this show. <laughs> um, uh, I, I love it. So, oh. Alan, well, first of all, I'll say something. Lucas, thank you so much for being here today. I think you offered up the audience and ourselves with some inspirational information about your life, what you've done. Most importantly, how you can help them achieve some of the things that may be challenging through some great techniques that you offered here. And I'm sure there's uh, an array of more, array of, uh, array, let's put it this way, more of them <laughs> uh, that you can, that you can provide. Uh, hey, listen, bloopers come with everything. So uh, I, I just want to thank you so much for being here today, uh, you know, from my bottom of my heart. And thank you so much. Uh, Alan, take us away. Yeah, Lucas, hey, well said, Chris. Lucas, thanks so much for being so transparent. You know, so many times, in, in, and I know this is kind of a business and lifestyle-oriented show, mainly more, maybe more towards the, the business aspect, and so much in, in, in life and business, we're told to keep a, you know, a closed chest and, and uh, keep our successes quiet because we're going to lose, lose some market share or lose advantage. And in actuality, that's just the opposite. And, and you're uh, a mirror of that in that uh, you do, in fact, show your transparency and uh, show the, the real pieces of what it takes, how you got there and what it takes to get to the next step. And I honor you for that. 
And uh, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show, for your wisdom and uh, choice to work with kids and to start changing the, the next generations by instilling the uh, right foundation. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on our show. Um, I sure hope you come back. Uh, we want to know what you're doing later. Please reach out. We'll help any way you can. You're part of the uh, uh, expert alumni uh, group now, and there will be some fun things coming your way. But uh, with that, uh, thank you. Chris, go ahead and roll us out. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, coming and, and certainly give us some ratings and comments on iTunes. Think bold, be bold. Uh, you can find us on the news and Noteworthy. Uh, very excited. Thank you so much, uh, Alan. Uh, always a great time. Thank you, Lucas, and everybody. This wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.